Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today we've got the privilege of speaking with Mike Donahue. Mike is our area director out in Baltimore, and we're going to hear a story today uh, from Mike, and it really illustrates one of our um, our key values here at Search, which is the value of one person spending time investing in the lives of people one-on-one. So, Mike, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Blaine. I feel like my hip factor just rises every second I'm on this podcast. So, thanks for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> what do your kids think, though? See, that's yeah, the that's real what test. I'm saying. You know, you know, the last one, they were like, hey, Dad, you sound pretty cool. So, like, <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take that. I'll take All right. That. Well, we'll we'll hopefully add to it here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, we're we're going to tell a story. You you've got a uh, an amazing story that illustrates that value of one that we talk about so much at Search. So, what's the story, Mike? Yeah, well, thank you, Blaine, and and I appreciate the opportunity to share it. And I do have permission from the family to share this story, so I appreciate the family giving me the chance to do that too. But. One of the things I love about search is our our commitment to questions, conversations, and answers. I think that it's a really a profound thing. And, and as you know, sometimes just getting to the questions themselves are, are, are a journey. And uh, I had a really kind of amazing journey to a question that I wanted to share. And I'll, I'll give you the highlights real quick. But years and years ago, I met a I met a guy named Mark who was coming to a couple forums that we were doing with search. And over time, I followed him up and I became his friend. And we just started talking and and we would have a great time. I remember he took me to a Washington Caps game and I had a fun time with him there. And, and uh, we just developed this great spiritual friendship over kind of a 10-year experience of him participating in different forums and different things that I did. And had a number of really great conversations. And uh, I still remember where I was driving on York Road here in Towson when his son called me. And I was sort of shocked to get this phone call. And he said that his dad, Mark, my friend, had died suddenly. And, uh, and they didn't know who else to call. And they, I was the only spiritual person they knew. So they called me to be a part of the funeral. The funeral was amazing. Maybe to talk about that a little bit longer um, or a little bit later, but uh, obviously in the course of the funeral and doing it, Mark was 60 years old. So it's sort of a sudden difficult thing as kids were ranging from, you know, 20 to 25. And I got to know the family well. I mean, it was one of those great sacred moments and uh, walking them, walking with them in that journey. And so have maintained a good friendship with the family ever since. And the oldest son is uh, now getting married and wanted me to do his wedding, which is pretty cool. So uh, I'm going to be doing the wedding coming up here in August. And we were just meeting he and his fiance and me. And uh, he asked me in the course of the premarital counseling, he asked me this question. He said, can you tell me about my dad's faith? Wow. You know, um, and as you know, Blaine, when we do this, a lot of times we get questions that are, are really difficult to answer. Um, but this one wasn't for me because I really could. I mean, I remember just the excitement of feeling like, 
I really can answer this question. Like I can tell you about your dad's faith and, and I'll just kind of briefly, his dad came to a forum, you know, some forums. He had lots of questions, that kind of stuff. We developed a friendship over time. And I remember like vividly him opening up to me about, uh, he was in his fifties. He was in a big corporate job here in town and you know, he just sort of sensed, I think, what a lot of men sense in their 50s with big corporate jobs. Like, can I hang on? You know, can I hang on? And I remember him saying, hey, I mean, one of my biggest fears is losing my job. I remember him opening up to me and sharing that. I can remember where we were sitting and I told him I'd pray for him. Well, sure enough, like a year later, he loses his job. And the best part of the story is after he lost his job, I watched my friend Mark lean into his faith, um, commit himself to Jesus, lean in. You know, the family would talk about how he would wake up every morning, read his Bible. Um, God never provided him the perfect next job, but God provided for their needs in so many ways. And God was faithful to Mark and, um, and it, and it was just really incredible for to, for to watch Mark lean in, face a big fear, and see God provide. And one of the coolest parts is the family got out Mark's uh, Bible and for the funeral. And there, very few verses were underlined in the Bible. You know, it's a relatively uh, clean Bible. But underlined, uh, the one underline was 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul talks about the resurrection. And again, just so amazing. The family's like, can you, can you preach on these past, these words of the funeral? I'm like, I think I can do that. You know, I think I can do that. And it was just, uh, you know, the gospel kind of preached itself as a, at his funeral. I remember it, but I guess I was, so anyway, the story itself, the value of one, like you said, but also, um, I don't know, it opened up just a great kind of window into the son asking the question about his dad's faith. Um, I'm sure you encounter this a lot with search, but I think a lot of people are asking about the next generation and how do we reach them? And, you know, will they believe like we believe and all that kind of stuff? And so there was just something really poignant in the question on multiple levels. So I thought I would just share that story and love to talk with you more about it. So. Yeah. So were you instrumental in Mark's faith journey as far as him becoming a believer? You know, I, th- I, th- I think I was. Um, I think Mark would say I was. I certainly, we spent a lot of time. I mean, there were other influences in his life. I mean, he, you know, he had grown up going to a, like a, I think it was a Syrian Orthodox church and you know, had poked around at some different churches. So there were other, there were other people in the mix. I certainly don't want to say I was the only one, but I would say that I was instrumental in the sense that we developed a friendship and we talked a lot about God. And then he participated. I ended up doing a follow-up Bible study that he participated in and, and really engaged himself in over the last few years. So I think all of that was very instrumental for him. Um, so you were really a good person for his son to ask the question to. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was kind of cool is, is I think, right. Like you said, you started this out with the value of one, right. Um, and you just don't know the, the multiplying effects and, 
yeah, I wasn't trying to do anything special. I really loved Mark and I love spending time with him, but that kind of investment in one life, um, I think helped a lot. And so, well, yeah, when his son asked the question, I'm like, I, I actually can answer. I know. <laughs> Cause we, you know, we talked a lot about it and we talked. So, yeah. Well, it, it, when you talk about passing on faith to children or children just wanting to know what their their parents believed, um, which I think is e- even for somebody, some in my mid thirties, but mm-hmm. but this wasn't something that my parents talked about uh, all that much, as far as what they they believed. It's uh, even for those of us that are younger, I think we still have parents that their generation maybe weren't as open about their yeah. own thoughts. And so just being able to talk with you, I'm sure was a huge gift to him. And I wanted to know, really for everybody that's listening, what are some of the, what are the principles that we talk about at search for passing along faith to anybody that also work with children? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple things strike me. Number one, I mean, if I'm honest and I, like there's not a lot of sermons in the Donahue household, to be totally honest. And I don't know that my kids are always listening. Right. And so one of the principles that we have at search is the value of relationships, right? Like you said, the value of one, we're a relational ministry. And I think, and I hope that one of the things that one of the places where I probably best model and live out my faith that my kids may be watching more than I think are the friend, the spiritual friendships that I develop and that they are more aware that those exist than we think. Right. So here, here, I'm just in this guy's life. He dies suddenly and his son knows to call me. How does that happen? Right. Unless he's talking with his kids that I have this friend, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I think for all of us, the value of relationships and friendship um, are significant for our kids sort of watching and observing and, and all of it. Cause I don't know that our kids always you know, whenever I talk to my kids, there's a lot of static on the line, usually just because there's a lot of life on the line. And, and so I hope that I've built friendships that they can ask later on if something happened. So that, that, that springs to mind right away. It's just the power of friendship. And I love, I love that search engages on that level. And I love that, uh, that what I get to do is, you know, spend time with guys like Mark and Mark can open up about his fears, his concerns and where he needs God to work and that I can pray with him and all that kind of stuff. Well, and there's a lot of parallels with what we do with search and with our children, because mm-hmm. just in either scenario, you've, you've got dedicated time where, you know, we're going to talk about spiritual things. Right. Yeah. I mean, like whether it's uh, you've invited a friend to a to a forum or to a yeah. foundations group or something. But there's a there's times when you go, we know what we're doing. We're going to be right. talking about these things at this time. Same with kids. Right. But it's yeah. also true that a lot of the really good stuff. And I'll just speak for me with my kids. I would love to know your experience. But with my kids and their spiritual journey. 
the best questions come when I'm least expecting it. Yeah, I mean, the best conversations, uh, they're always when I'm not ready or we're not planned. We're doing something else. We're driving or whatever. And it's the yeah. same with friendships that aren't your kids. It's, man, some of the best things that happen are just along the way while you're hanging out. Yeah. You know, I used to, when some of my older kids were teenagers, I used to call it windshield time. We would have some of our best conversations when we were driving and they were staring out the windshield and I was staring out the windshield and we weren't looking at each other. And then all of a sudden there would, there, there would come a question. I think of that passage in Deuteronomy 6, I think it is, right? Talk to your kids along the way, you know, like as you move through life, put, put the word on the doorstep and all that sort of stuff. I think that you sort of model that. They see it. They can see it, observe it. They recognize it. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great point, a very, a very good point. Well, a lot of people might be listening to Mike and going, you know, that sound that sounds great. You're a you're a professional Christian, Mike. It must right, be easy right. for you to have all these relationships and conversations. Uh, it's a little intimidating to me. And yeah. what I want to encourage everybody to do, if if you're not involved with Search Baltimore, get involved because mm-hmm. Mike is doing studies and training and giving opportunities for you to to bring your friends to uh, to events and conversations that um, that'll really help you that's one of the things that uh, that we love to do and so mm-hmm. if any of this seems uh, daunting or even a little intimidating I want to encourage you get in touch with Mike he's got plenty of resources, all kinds of things going on for you to get involved in that's going to make an impact for eternity. So, Mike, if somebody wants to reach you and get involved with Search, how do they do that? Yeah, thank you for that, Blaine. I and I do, I do appreciate what you're saying, and I know that this in and of itself is a dramatic story, right? You know, the, like a like a sudden death and and all that, and it and it is a meaningful story to me because I loved my friend and I always will. I think about him all the time. But right, I don't want people to miss that all of what got Mark engaged was simple. Like a friend invited Mark to something we did at his company. You know, it it, it really does, it really does start with that simple stuff. And that's what I want to see happening with search. So the the simplest way you can reach out to me is you can email me. I'm still old enough that email matters to me, I guess. Uh, so I'm Donahue at searchnational.org, or you can you can text me, call me at 410-419-9233. I'd love to talk to you about ways that we can start groups where people like Mark uh, can show up and that friendships can develop and there can be follow-up and all the things that uh, we value a lot in search, you know, forums, friendships, follow-up, that kind of stuff. So we do kind of have a method and a rhythm that I think is effective. And I would love, I would love to do it more and see more of it happening. So if you want to reach out to me, please do. Well, Mike, thank you. This was a great story and a great podcast. I really, really appreciate you being my guest today. Well, my pleasure, Blaine. Thanks so much. All right. And thanks to everybody for listening to the Search in Your City podcast. If you like this, go ahead, give us a rating or review anywhere you listen to podcasts. It would be uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. It helps us a ton. And until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>